What does it take to become an elite 40K player? How do the top competitors overcome bad dice? The Competitive 40K Network presents Art of War Unbroken. Insight into the game plans of the top players on the planet with your hosts, Blake Law and the Art of War Coaches. The Art of War Unbroken champions may lose, but they never get broken or something else. Whatever Blake usually says that I don't remember because I usually stand here and stare at the ceiling because I'm old and broken. We talk to players that have lost a game or two. Elite players for that elite player mindset. Part one, we're going to talk about the tournament. We're going to talk about the list that we played. And in part two, otherwise known as the Bradning, and absolutely nothing else because Blake isn't here to tell me that it could be anything else. I am your sole host because Blake is in New Mexico doing weird stuff with his army and the GW finals. I am here with my guest and apparently co-host today, Mr. Sam Dayton. How's it going, brother? It's going pretty good, Brad. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. You also threatened my life if I didn't bring you on. So, I mean, I don't know if I had as much choice. I didn't really threaten your life. I said I would make you drink wine until you passed out and vomited. I mean, that's not threatening my life. That's just saying, I, let's have a good time. You said, let's have a Tuesday. Let's do this. <laughs> so, we are talking about the DOG Toledo Team Tournament, which happened a week ago-ish, something like that. It, time, yeah. time flies when you're, when you're old. So, we had, you played some random bum in the last round of the tournament. We had, it was a five-man yeah, five team event, and we played in the, in the final, the final game for the win. We so, did. you had your wolves going against my clowns. Tell me a little bit, it's a team tournament. Tell me about your list, and tell me about what you guys had thought about for your team overall plan your composition your game plan when you were matching up against this because you guys smashed until the very the very last round which we had a, a grinder and we snuck out the winning which is why we're here yeah well so uh our uh our game plan with all the lists was uh josh i and either g or john or tyranids player would be attackers we had necrons and then sisters that could play passive but g could also flip back and forth with his list and what, and we just, were, what, what were the total team lists for everybody? Uh, we had Josh playing Chaos Demons. with I, I, I almost want to say he had Bellacore in there, but that might have been the list that we said, don't play that one and play the other one. <laughs> well, uh, about this? He, had, he, had the, he had the Thirster. He had a thousand-point Necron army, no matter what happens. Uh, we had a Sisters army that was not Bloody Rose. Or no, he was Bloody Rose, not Valorous Heart this time. And then we had a Tyranid player, uh, John Dietrich, taking it out the first time with uh just making spores everywhere made spores and was mortal wounding everything in the universe which was (laughs) which is something that i didn't want to play so tell us what yeah yeah, screw that so (laughs) i was playing clowns tell us a little bit about your wolf list and why you chose those things specifically why you chose them in this team tournament format so uh, my list isn't actually too much different from what I'll be doing competitively soon. Um, one thing I didn't take was infiltrators, which I would be using to block out the demons. But we pretty much decided the whole weekend that I wasn't playing demons. So that was the one matchup they didn't want me to have. Uh, I was playing Hungry for Battle, but I switched up to Warded because we needed something that could soak up mortal wounds in case we needed to throw somebody at a Tyranids list. So obviously the the Space Marine player got to, got to do that. Uh, <laughs> 
Why? <laughs> what did you do to your teammates to deserve this? Uh, uh, the problem is that I played Manic at Motor City on stream and very nearly won that game, except I couldn't make two six-inch charges. So had I made those charges, it was a completely flip-flop game. So my teammates were like, you're fine. You got this. I was like, yeah, sure. I'm going uh, to deal with that. Uh, I feel the hate. <laughs> Uh, I was running three units of Terminators, and uh, well, they're Wolfguard Termies. Two of them had Chain Fist, one had uh, Lightning Claw, and they all had Combi Meltas. Basically, our plan was anything that was a big monster or knights or anything vehicle-heavy, that was my job all weekend. Because between those three units of Terminators and then three units of Wolfen, there's not a whole lot in the game that can stand up to double-exploding sixes, hitting on threes, full rerolls. It's It gets pretty nasty. So going into this game... You had really performed well the entire weekend. You had smashed. You got into some stuff as an attacker and really just put the beats on it. Lead me up to the games before then, and we'll actually start breaking down the 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 game, the final game. Uh, okay. Myself and yourself. Uh, so my first game was against Chaos Knights, and it was on table quarters because both both rounds one and two were on table quarters. And he made the mistake of putting two knights on the line, and I went first, and Wolfen got there. Well, that. That, that, that yes, what... I mean that'll that that'll be actually I, I'm skipping ahead so far. So before we talk about the the games that led you up to there, let's talk about the event itself. So tell me about I was there, but I'm going to let you tell about it. Tell me about the terrain and how that affected what you brought. Okay. Um. So basically, played... the, the format is a is a five man team tournament for everybody listening on this. We you basically put out a defender, they put out two attackers, the defender gets to refuse one, and then you repeat, and the odd man out play each other. That is how that goes. So tell me you, the terrain, that format. How did that sure. really change what you were thinking about for your list? So we planned on throwing me on a heavy table every every round. Because if you can't shoot space wolves, they're going to get there. And that's a serious problem for anyone that gets touched in their no-no places. Yeah, um, no-no places. Like <laughs> unless, unless, of course, I play against Harlequins, who spiked 26 of 29 four-up saves. I don't know what you're talking about. That guy was <laughs> clearly an amazing player. <laughs> uh, so the, the idea was that on the table quarters missions, it didn't matter what table I went on because obviously I only had to go nine inches and then I was in my opponent's deployment zone. And I had the land speeders and that to do engage on all fronts if that had to come up. And it, it, a, lot, a lot of thought went into our list building processes, like every team, but well, we, uh, we well, agonized over lists. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm again jumping the gun because I, I have no one here. I don't have adult supervision. Before just telling me about the game, tell me about the list itself. Tell me about the breakdown the list for us and the whys. Okay. Uh, all right. So I start off with a chaplain on bike, or I will, I'm going to call him a wolf priest, but, you know, Games Workshop doesn't let me do that anymore. And <laughs> I, give him, I give him Saga the Hunter, which means he can uh, move advanced charge plus one to advance and charge rolls. If he successfully makes a charge, he gives that off as an aura to my core units. So I use that to bounce things around. And I give him the armor of rust because when I get him up there, I want to make sure he's not getting swung at first. And then I and then I can usually just auto-turbo boost him 21 inches anywhere all over the table and put my fight last wherever I want it. So if I have to catch it random Blood Angels player, because the only thing they can't deal with is fight on death and fight last. So which we have several um, of as we as we continue. <laughs> there, there were several. So then I have a uh, I have a Phobos librarian in there because I like to use Lord of Deceit. Uh, it really just lets me throw in cursor units, 
uh, like in our game on the end where I just threw them forward because I knew I needed to get the first turn charges. And if I'm going second, then I don't have to throw them away and I can pull them back or I can put them in strategic so they can come in and rod. There's a lot of little things I could do there. Um, then I think I had three units of incursors. Yeah, it was three in this list. So those are just, they're pretty good all around Space Wolves unit. I mean, the neg one on the, the neg one on the knives isn't great, but it goes to neg two in the assault doctrine. So unless I'm playing against AOC, it matters. Uh, and it's a decent amount of attacks. And they, I mean, they ignore negatives to hit and they ignore, uh, they ignore cover when they're shooting. So that actually does keep a few things up. Like I'll take out blue ores or something because they're just, just sitting them on an objective or. And it makes me happy to kill random demon models. <laughs> it really, really does. Especially when they try to. Sp- yeah, so much. Yes. And then I, uh, I get into the three units of wolf guard terminators, two with chain fist and combi melt as one with lightning claw and combi melt Cause sometimes you just got to have that one unit that can go off and just deal with horde without having to be babysat. And then I have three units of hammer wolfen, which were amazing all weekend. Uh, I had two land speeders, just basic land speeders, single ofs in a unit with a multi melta. So that was bringing my shot total up from 15 to I play space. Wolves. math is hard. Uh, 19 melt of shots. <laughs> it was 19 melt of shots a turn. Uh, four of those shots being from multi melta. Uh, and then I had a unit of sky claws in there, which were absolutely amazing. I had them as a seven pack because we had some points left over. And I had the pack leader in there with a power fist and a storm shield, which made it super annoying. Because I always forget how many attacks those stupid things get when they get on the charge. They get the berserk charge. They just go nuts. Which is funny because they can actually just pick up random trash very easily. Uh, especially, oh, exactly. yeah, it's one of the things yeah. I was like. So yeah. w- when you look at your list, when you you brought the Terminators as opposed to the Wolfguard, what was the the rationale on that? You kind of went for more durability and Melta as opposed to the jump back speed. Um, so I'm actually looking at the Votan matchup and the Demons matchup. Votan they rely on getting those Judgment tokens on you, but you can't put Judgment tokens on something that's not on the table. So when I drop in and I've got Canicle of Hate going, I can be nine inches away, but my Terminators getting the buffs from the Wolfen and the Chaplain have a seven inch rerollable charge. See, I, I like that. that that's the, I was wondering on that just because I've seen more and more uh, some Terminator choices on that because sometimes, especially in a Demon Flamer type Judgment Token meta, the Wolf Guards sometimes just go, "Well, that's a bummer. I just took a hundred saves." <laughs> so. <laughs> Not to mention the fact that I can keen sense them. So even then, when you got like the Death Guard or those stupid grenades from Tower, they're like, haha, neg two to your charge. I'm like, I ignore it. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> all, all of the yes. So let's go back through and we'll talk about the end. I usually talk about the one game, but it's a team game. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the team matchups and how we went because you were attacking. So played Knights the first round. Basically, he lined up on the line and went, I wonder what Thunderhammers do to Knights. And he uh, he fouled up. So actually, the the big hits in that in that game were the chain fists because I, I would put them in the assault doctrine with the uh, instincts awoken, and they're neg five flat three versus vehicles. That seems significant. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, you don't have a two up save. Oh, even if you did, you don't get one. Yeah, the <laughs> day. best best part about that in my mind because I've been playing for way too long, I, I thought to myself, yeah, and they have 2d6 armor penetration for when they're beating that big armor value. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. That hasn't been for <laughs> multiple editions. 2d6. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to buy you. I, mean, I think they armor 14 on the front. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so went in, had a good game against Knights. 
Oh yeah. Team literally smashed until we, we got to the end here. So you went to what do we got second round for you? Why are you asking me questions, Brad? This is hard. <laughs> uh, round two, I had to play demons, which was something they told me I wasn't going to play all weekend. I, I was and just then, about to say, I, I know what you had to play, and it seems like a yeah. bad decision because you just told me that you weren't supposed to play that. I wasn't supposed to play demons, but my teammate said, Sam, quit fucking around. We need you to play demons. Seems legit. Yeah. So, you know, my, 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 uh, my teammates are my friends and my friends are obviously good people. <laughs> yeah, and my friends are terrible humans. So I, uh, I did real well in this game because I played Tibidar, um, and he decided to put everything on the table. So I didn't have to worry about deep strike. I didn't have to worry about anything. All I did was throw my wolf and forward. And then he threw his blood letters at him. And it, it doesn't matter what you do. Wolf and are going to eat those blood letters anyway. So well, the fight I, on death is such a big deal, man. It really is. With the double exploding sixes on that, I have 16 attacks. Uh, on average, I was getting between two and three sixes, so that's an extra nine just out of those three hits. And it's all strength 10, so I'm wounding almost anything in the game that I'm going to throw them at on a two or a three. That seems delicious. <laughs> it, it, it. So we went in, and you guys put up some serious points up till now, because like that second round, you guys put up an 80 out of a hundred. So we're, we're kicking some butt. We're cruising in. What what were your thoughts going into the last two rounds? Well, then we'll obviously go to our game that we played. Well, we had round three where I played uh, Anthony Hillis team and I actually had to play Tony and he had his custodes and going into it. I'm like, man, I beat the crap out of custodes. But then Tony went ahead and did like that Brad Chester thing and made like more than half of the saves he should have. That's all you need to do. Roll four ups. That's the keys to victory. Skills, my friends. Skills. And, uh, that was other than our game. That was my low game of the weekend. He actually held me thirteen to seven with a differential. I still scored a hundred points in the game, but Tony was able to score points and keep with me. So I was I was actually impressed with his play. Which is a big thing on that because for team tournaments, my my forte, it's actually differential. So it's not just about scoring your hundred because. In individual games, it doesn't matter if you went 100 to 0 or 100 to 99. A W is a W means absolutely nothing. And teams were looking to get that differential out because it's a full team score. So, so uh, the uh, the next round, I played against Tau, which was also an army that I told my team there is no chance in hell I'm playing because literally I've only played them against Ogden, and right now I'm 0-2 versus that exact list. Especially but, if they're defending on that, because they can choose the later table. Uh, actually, we threw me down, and they threw Tau, and uh, and I think they threw Tyranids at me, but they wanted our Tyranid, our Tyranid player wanted to play that list, and he absolutely crushed it. It was a good game out of John. And we looked at it, and they said, dude, you can take this Tau list, because that's not Ogden. Strong. So, you know, I played I played against that, and uh, we had to we played Hammer and Anvil. And uh, I had some I had some key dice go my way on charges, but I dropped in uh, all three units of Terminators on top of two. Had Wolfen right there because I moved and advanced them because there was we had the heavy table, so I had enough terrain to hide in. Uh, I think he blew one unit off with the crisis suits, but I made some I made some pretty good saves. So, but then I dropped everything in, and I had the seven inch rerollable charges out of deep strike, and it, that was pretty much all she wrote. I mean, once you start doing some damage to the tile. So we go into fun. I killed I killed the Riptide, I killed the broadside suits, and I killed a whole team of crisis suits. And all that was left after that was some some chaff and like I think one other crisis suit unit, but they were 
playing keyboard. Now that's crazy. That's the game. You're like, well, let's just go get a drink at that point in time. Yeah, pretty much. So going into five, you're playing against my Harlequins. I'm running Twilight. Uh, I'd, I'd like to take credit for it, but uh, Jack made the entire list except for me tra- changing three weapons. So I, I could say it's my list, but it's three 12 mans, five five mans, five boats, solitaire, troop master with all the fixings, two shadow seers, which actually were ridiculously money over the weekend. I actually think that they flip the game uh, with with our game. I actually. Absolutely. When I, I failed that charge with the sky claws and that that just kind of sealed it. Yeah. So going into that match, it's it was a I think it was a mission that was favored me, but the terrain was I don't know, it was kind of even on the terrain. What was your what were your thoughts going into the game? We did I, I also want to give you guys because we did some crazy things. So we went into pairings and both teams are basically friends. So <laughs> we started talking a ludicrous amount of shit to each other. And instead of the first two pairings going out, there was just call outs. And that's how the first two pairings went, which is yeah, completely not I, what usually happens I in a team. I the old man and I got spanked for it. But <laughs> <laughs> So what were your thoughts going into that? You're, you've got that. You're, you're playing the Harlequins. Had, I knew you had Twilight, and I know it drops me down in attack. But we were when we did the math and we were we looking at everything, the double exploding sixes is supposed to compensate for that. Well, the Twilight's not a dumb thing. It's the Shadow Series. That's why they're MVP. That, that, that's what that was, yeah. yeah. So, um... Which is pandemonium. <laughs> so the the whole idea in the game was if I can get there and just pin you in place and then throw everything else at you, you're not going to be able to get away or you're not going to be able to do anything meaningful. And I had the two units of incursors, both of them in the assault doctrine. I spent CP to put one unit in. I put a psychic power to get the second unit in. I had the chaplain there. And what really sealed it, I think, was on turn one. I threw two units of incursors, fully buffed up, full rerolls into a twelve-man girl squad. I did. Uh, I rolled really awful because you laughed. Like, well, they, they, like the thing is, is you, you failed. That was the big thing. You failed rerolls to hit and yeah. zoomed in, and then just rolled like a hot dumpster. I rolled pretty hot at four ups, but that wouldn't should normally have mattered. But you rolled so few hits. I was like. Uh, so what else? You're like, that's it, Brad. That's the, this is the amount of damage. And I was like, I think oh, cool. two, two units have 16 attacks a piece. And, uh, I think I rolled like a single six in all of that. I ended up with 27 wounds. And I think you saved 23 of them. Cause I only killed four of those girls. Killed and then five. they pre- yeah, so you killed five, five total. Oh, Cause five. I tackled seven back. I all right. That. I knew cause so, I had lucky number seven on that. And it right. was, and then I killed Except for goddamn Ted. <laughs> so I, I literally kill these incursors, except for he's got one guy that is between two of my star weavers because he was able to consolidate uh, with that. Uh, I was so... <laughs> yeah, I use uh, the space hole stratagem. Relentless Assault gives me a six-inch consolidate, and I shoved myself right in between the two star weavers. And Brad's just looking at me like, are you seriously? That's what you're going to do? And I'm like, well, I mean, I couldn't kill anything, so I might as well make you swing at me. He's also and, literally and Brad to- him for three turns before he killed him. I refused to leave. I kept having to come back to, so I kept <laughs> having to consolidate because I'd make him the closest and hit something and leave because I couldn't kill Ted with shooting at my attacks with my star weavers. And Ted was toe touching an objective, which made me unbelievably sad. 
So after the big swing, though, we still have a ton of stuff on the board. And I basically was too afraid to go into the middle because you were hiding a ton of stuff. And also, I'm not, this is one of my favorite parts of the game. I can't even remember which squad you pushed up. You pushed a woofing up so that I'd only be, I couldn't get shots on them. I'd only be able to uh, punch them, which means that they, of course, could fight on death. And I didn't want to push my, my 12 man, my other 12 man squads out because I didn't feel like just getting hammered, donked in the head. And the best part was, is you were acting so coy, but in the obvious way of just like brushing <laughs> off the area. Like, I mean, you could probably make this assault right here, Brad. I'm like, go screw yourself, Sam. <laughs> so what, what was your overall, what was the game plan? Obviously you had, you had that in play. You what were your secondaries? I can't remember the secondaries. What were the had, secondaries you took in the game? I, I had to make two charges every turn or end my end my turn with two units in combat. Um, I had uh, banners, which ended up being okay. I think that's where I scored most of my secondary points. Well, you probably just scored every turn, too. There was always something in combat. Yeah, there was always something. And then I had, what was the damn second? Oh, Oath at the moment. Because I was like, he's got vehicles. I'm not going to run from the combats. It, I just got to push to the center. So... And it really did not work out the way I had hoped. The dice gods, they were er, fickle. And, you know, the dice, dice gods were very fickle. On my, my dice were cold because it's always cold on Fenris, Brad. The fact, I think the, the, the big thing is, is that obviously we try to go around the dice on that. I think that, you know, looking at what could have, should have, would have, I think that the two speeders could have been used to get a bigger assault on me because I was able to kind of make, I, I YOLO swagged a 12 man uh, assault on two of your units, like a fairly long assault and got some pretty good rolls on that. But the thing is, is I was thinking to myself, if you put those speeders, I love, by the way, we're recording this only audio, but I'm using as usual, tons of hand gestures for everybody listening. So, but if you would have made like a, a wall effectively where I had to go around, I think you would have had, the bottom, the bottom, and I would have had the top, and the score would have been a lot different because. I mean, honestly, it would have been a different game if you had to go first, but I had to go first, so oh, I was. Just, I, I wanted desperately not to go. The the best part about that is, I what did you? I think you rolled like a two, and I was like, no problem, one incoming, and rolled that one. <laughs> and and that's a funny thing about that is I love that you brought that up because going first and second and. I don't know why people are so excited about going first in a lot of matches. I love countering, especially when you're playing melee on melee. I want to be get the first hit, and going first, you kind of get you get the first hit, but it's not a real hit. You're basically kind of doing a probing maneuver and then hoping that they send more stuff out than they can. So that being said, uh, you know what? There's no Blake here, and I'm going to say this slowly. And I'm going to love every part, but. Over the weekend, what was your MVP unit and who's on the chopping block? This is usually when Blake randomly yells this in the first three seconds of the broadcast. Is it a broadcast, broadcast? I don't know. I'm old. I don't know what's happening. I have no adult supervision today. It's a broadcast. It is definitely a broadcast. So MVP unit, almost as always, for being 145 points for that squad wolfen all day. They give re-rolls to my army. They hit like a truck. They're a good deterrent because everybody's like, no, they fight on death. I'm not going anywhere near those. And then we get to the chopping block unit. As much as I love my Skyclaws, and I do, they, they're a great unit. They did not perform as well as I had hoped. Just, they're not tough enough. And that's the problem. And even with AOC and cover, 
everything in the fucking game has neg four, neg five AP. It's all 37 damage a piece. <laughs> <laughs> I hate those 37 damage weapons. I know, They're the man. bane of my existence. It's ridiculous. It's so I think I dropped them out. And uh, honestly, what my list was missing that I'm going to be going to in my comp list is I needed some shooting. So I'm going to be trying out suppressors only because of those pesky flamers. Now, the, the big thing about the suppressors is why he's talking about it, so anybody that doesn't know what suppressors do, is suppressors have a decent damage profile, but the bigger thing is is that the unit that you shoot at doesn't get to overwatch, which, well, I heard the flamers are pretty nasty about that. Also, pretty big sissies when you get into combat. So, <laughs> And the big thing about them with the change when they went to the, to the newest... It, the newest Space Marine book, or the oldest, I don't know, it's hard to say. Uh, it's no longer I have to hit and kill a model. Now it's I just have to hit. And there's three guys in the unit, so if I'm playing against the 18 Flamer Brick, I take one guy and I shoot over there. I take one guy and I shoot there, and the last one shoots the last unit. And then I don't even care if I'm wounding or killing, I just want to hit them so they can't. And then I throw Terminators, I throw Wolfen, because they're going to go away. So we talked about the, you know, I want to do this now because I'm, I'm going to give it a little bit, but if you could go back and change your list, hindsight 2020, going back into the same tournament, same rule set, same everything, what would you change in your list right now? Same five games you're playing, perfect hindsight 2020 going into the tournament. What would you change in your list? Uh, I would have had the suppressors in there and I would have had the infiltrators so that I could have taken the game with TJ in the last round. Which would have changed the pairings quite a bit. I, at that. Absolutely. Because your team actually actually had very bad pairings uh, for myself with some of the lists, or at least they could be very swingy. There was one list I just wasn't taking. I wasn't taking the "screw you, Brad." Here's a hundred thousand mortals on my army. I think he can do more mortals in a turn than I have actual wounds in the in the entire army. <clears throat> uh, pretty close, but I think it was. I think we mathed it, and I think in two turns he could do more mortals then you had wounds on the table, at least without the vehicles. Real real quick for everybody. So they have a Tyranid list that I'm pretty sure they just all popped out of bed and said, screw Brad in his dumb face. <laughs> because it's triple Zoe's, a three-man unit of Biovores, a Spore Assist, uh, the Reaper, of course, because he auto-populates and Battlescribe, whether you want him or not, and a, a variety of other random psychers. And I just went, no. I don't, he had the Reaper in his list. He doesn't? I would just yep. assume it was in it. He had a crap ton of gaunts and the Maliceptor. Oh, he had he had the the he had Turvagon. He had a Turvagon and, and uh, the guys. So, which I actually think is a is an underrated trick. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of the Turvagon, except for the fact that you can do all the shenanigans to buff them and make it so it's hard, and then they just regen them back in the command phase and just get back on objectives and just go, oh, I didn't do anything to this unit now. Yeah, and one of the things John was using that was he was re with the strat and all the rules for it he's able to get like almost 12 gaunts back every turn so you have to like kill whole families and leave no orphans <laughs> they will come back and avenge themselves oh man I, I love everything about that so i'm about to take us into the branding where we're going to talk about the state of the wolves what things you could have done, should have done in the game, and all things. Hold on. I got to give real quick to Blake's elite player mindset. So don't forget to look at the other Art of War, the Art of War Down Under with the late and great Adam Camilleri. 
the very U.S. <clears throat> Art of War, I guess, vanilla podcast with Nick. And of course, what Blake calls the Art of War Unbroken. It is the pistachio of podcasts. You didn't know you loved it until you tried it. Sam, thanks for hanging out with me. And we'll be back in part two of The Bradney. Like what you just listened to? Check out Art of War and the Art of War Down Under podcast on the competitive 40K network. The Art of War 40K.com. 